Hey y'all, y'all remember when, when bigotry was cool? When, when being a bigot was, was a good thing? Yeah, me neither. Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. Five minute videos, five days a week. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. I grew up redneck. By any definition you can come up with redneck, about the only thing I know of further down the food chain, it would be a hillbilly. And by that, I mean just the way of thinking and the way of treating other people. I grew up redneck in a racist family that talked about other people based on their color of skin or the side of town that they grew up under the car they drove. And there was a huge dichotomy in the quality of people because of the darkness of their skin. And then the further it went from white, the worse it got in that opinion. I don't hold those opinions myself. I never have. In fact, growing up, I remember watching All in the Family with Archie Bunker and thinking, there are people in my family who think just like that meathead. They talk just like him. They use the same words he used. You can't even find that show on television today unless you've got old videotapes of it because there's nothing tolerant about it. Nothing. But see, we've, we've traded that sort of abrasive, hateful, demeaning discrimination for another type of a soft bigotry. It, it's kind of not just gone the other way, it's morphed into something totally different. The bigotry that separates us based on our religious ideas or our political views. The things where we're not even allowed to have an opinion. Because if your opinion doesn't agree with mine, then I'm going to sue you. If your opinion doesn't agree with mine, then we're going to have a fist fight. If you wear the wrong color hat or the right colored shoes, we're either going to get along or we're going to hate each other. Just because that might indicate your worldview somewhere else. If I, re if I were a red hat right now and it just said Mickey Mouse on it, People would have to look twice before they decide to beat me up because I have on a red hat that starts with an M. That's the kind of silliness and soft bigotry that we've gotten to. But I, I mentioned this because I shared a video that I believe to be, and I could be mistaken, but I believe to be an amateur shot video, kind of a cell phone style sitting in the crowd of an event that happened this last weekend and several thousand people in attendance with a kind of an interview on the platform. And in this interview, some questions were very directly asked about uh, your past and why'd you make the decisions you made and how did you come to the conclusion you came to and, and what do you know about what you know now? And a famous person said, well, I came to this journey after seeing that there was some, ready for this, discrimination against my new beliefs. It really was fascinating to me that I could talk about this thing and talk about that thing and nobody cared. In fact, it was applauded. People stood behind me when my music, that might be a clue, was referring to all of these other things. But the minute I dropped that trigger word, the J-bomb, they were out. They didn't want me to be producing. They didn't want me to be making records. They didn't want me to be doing anything. They wanted me out of the way. It is fascinating that the F-bomb, faith, and the J-bomb, Jesus, can derail a political conversation and bring up the ire and the anger and the frustration of the other person faster than almost anything. In fact, 
you can use God's plan, but not his name in just about anything you want to talk about. You can talk negatively about him. You can accuse him of bad things. You can accuse his people of horrible things. I I thought it was funny in this particular interview, one of the comments that he made was he said, you know, when you talk about basketball, you talk about the, the best. You think of your favorite. You think of the one you admire the most. But when you talk about Christianity, your reference always goes to the worst Christian you've ever met. See, that's a form of bigotry all on its own. Unfortunately, we do the same thing with Muslims and and Buddhists. We only can think of the worst one. Uh, The ISIS, remember, the the Taliban. I have very good friends who practice a different faith than I do. And we love each other and we dine together and we have deep conversations together because there's no bigotry. See, I think bigotry is the reason that we've lost the power of community, not only in our country, but in our smaller communities, in our smaller relationships. It's easy to wall ourselves off and not build deep and lasting relationships, to not have strong community with one another, because we allow bigotry to say, your ideas are not the same as mine, so we don't have anything to talk about. Well, it's not true. It's simply not true. Bigotry wasn't cool when I was growing up, and bigotry isn't cool today. And if it's about your religion or your political views or your politics, specifically the way you practice. If it's about your skin color, the side of town you grew up in or where you graduated from high school or college, let it go. Seriously, grow up. There is no good place for bigotry in this day and age. In fact, I can't think of a day and age when there was a good place for bigotry, so let it go. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.